0: Ladies and gentlemen, today's a special episode because we have the one and only Mike here
1: with us. (laughs) (laughs) What an introduction. Yeah. How's it going, Mike? Good thing. I sound like a wrestler. Yeah, (laughs) he's he's a wrestler. Um, Tell us a bit about yourself. Where's that accent from? Oh, I'm from the north of England, uh, which is um, um, the hitherlands of uh, England, really. So it's between England and Scotland, and I've... Been in Australia for uh, 14 years now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
0: That's pretty much
1: how old I am. Man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Mike, you studied nursing before this, hey? I did, yeah. 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 How did you find that?
1: I really enjoyed it. So I studied nursing at um, Edith Cone University in Bunbury, and um, enjoyed it so much. I decided to uh, find out more about medicine. And as I keep going, I'm not necessarily regretting my decision, but it, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's brilliant. I'm finding all the answers to the questions I never knew I had.
0: Yeah, awesome. All right, cool. Terrence is here as well. Hi. <laughs> Terrence, I'm happy because he's an expert in colon cancer. And we just last minute said, no, we're going to do inflammatory bowel disease. Um, and Sean's here, which is he's master of all topics. Uh. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. Yeah, so inflammatory bowel disease, disease we'll try cover today. Um, so, obviously, main ones Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, um, things like ischemic colitis we can cover as well um diverticular disease you'll see how how time goes brilliant um yeah so i guess straight up uh, inflammatory bowel diseases um yeah just give me something um should we start like crohn's or ulcerative colitis or what well, do you think? Well, in one? general well, what do they have in common inflammation chronic inflammation yeah. oh i was yeah. going to say
1: that we don't know why it happens yeah that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there but are theories all, yeah, yeah yeah we've got we've got lots of ideas but i find it interesting that we still haven't worked out why even really there's pre- genetic predisposition? There's maybe some things that so will go through that, which would be interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's strange. Um, so as we were kind of taught, there's a few factors that go into the pathogenesis of these diseases, right? And as I understand it, you've got your genetic factors, environmental factors, your microbiome as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty good. genetic, and you just immune response to those think, things. Yeah, um, but yeah, we don't really know exactly how that can happen, right? There
2: are um, some genetic predispositions, though specific ones. Okay. Yep. Um, for there's there's like yeah different ones for Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. Do you guys know what they are? I know. Uh, is it nod
0: two for for <laughs> so one we, of them? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, Crohn's. Crones, it's Crohn's. Crohn's. It's yeah. a strange one. That. What is what is nod? It's what a, is a nod. nod they like nod-like receptors. Oh, yeah. yeah, one of those weird ones. I'm it's like flashbacks. Yeah, it's like <laughs> is that like the LPS, lipid yeah. It's type? the PRR for that. Okay. Insulazoli pattern Pat- recognition yeah. receptor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So essentially, should we just start with Crohn's then? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, so Crohn's disease.
1: Whereabouts in the GIT would you find that? Yeah, go on. I love this one because we've got Crohn's and ulcerative, and ulcerative colitis. The great thing is is it's not entirely true, but I always like to think of it as like you see as going from the rectum up or anus up and then Crohn's is from the mouth down. Yeah. So it's not in, exactly because one of those distinctive things is the skip lesions that yeah. we get in um, Crohn's disease. So we can have it starting from the mouth going down, but it generally affects the ileum. Okay. I mean, general, term, I think one third is yeah. purely ileum, I think it
0: was. They say like the ileal sequel region is like it yeah. loves yeah. that or yeah. the yeah. terminal ileum. Terminal yeah. terminal, yeah. terminal, that's, that's around it. There. That's why it's sent to use, yeah. Yeah, so Crohn's from, yeah. yeah, so from, yeah. yeah, so from mouth to anus whereas ulcerative colitis more um rectum, sigmoid and like descending colon area, right? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and these skip lesions you were talking about, they're just
2: like areas where there's no signs of the disease, It's right? it. like discontinuous. Yeah. Whereas in ulcerative colitis it's usually like yeah, rectum up it's like proximal com, like confluence like
3: sort
0: mm. of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um and in terms of the, the mucosa, so
0: ulcerative colitis, some ulcers, right? Potentially. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think Crohn's disease has more I think they're described as transmural. Yeah, it's a whole, it. yeah. whole wall of inflammation. Whole wall inflammation.
1: You end up with that cobblestone appearance. Yes. Which that picture looked really yeah. like when you see cobblestone, I was like, okay, I can see why the cobbler. Why why is that? <laughs> oh, it's edema is it edema?
2: Oh, maybe I was thinking more along the lines of granulomas. Oh, so the inflammation okay. in yeah. Crohn's causes granulomas. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no granulomas. In it, no. No. no, no. And oh, it might be co- uncommon, but I, no, generally.
1: Not. I think it something to do with uh, when they compare the sort of uh, gross pathology. You've got ulcerative colitis where you have a thinner wall with no fat wrapping. Uh, ah yeah. yes. And then Crohn's disease, you get more like um. Like, almost like sclerotic, thickened with fat wrapping. Mm. So you've got those two kind of things. Where ulcerative colitis, it almost seems like it's erosive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's why we get the bleeding. Where and so the architecture starts to be lost uh, by that, as opposed to the Crohn's, where you get the inflammatory, where the architecture gets damaged because of the inflammation, because it's not erosive. Uh,
2: so w- what is that? What can that lead to? So you're like scraping off layers of epithelium and ulcerative oh, yeah. colitis. What does that increase the risk of? So, oh. Perforations. Right? But yes,
1: <laughs> yeah. um, that there's one more. Sure. No, no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've,
2: I've got an idea. Is this like bacteremia you're thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of colorectal carcinoma. Oh, is, oh okay. yeah, so yeah obvious, Very obvious. You're yeah. like yeah. inflammation, <laughs> yeah, sloughing of yeah, yeah. the cells, yeah. increase the yeah. mutation yeah. Um, yeah. rate because you know increased proliferation.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Good. Good.
0: Yeah, right. definitely. Because just really quick, there's the main risk factors for colon cancer. You've got <laughs> yeah, inflammatory bowel disease, right? Yeah, you've got yeah. obesity, family history, and then yep. diet, things like a lot of processed foods, red, red beans, meats, beans, alcohol. That's mm. it. Yeah. And sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so these things can potentially cause malignancies, which makes sense because of what we know about chronic inflammation, Yeah. chronic cellular damage, um, yeah. you know, cells have to be repaired, increased mutation rates. Um, increased risk of dysplasia and all yeah. that type of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry.
1: sorry. I, have, sorry. sorry. Um, I was just going to move on, but you can finish. Mine. Oh, I was just going to talk about the um, um, extra symptoms. Yeah. Like, because yeah. they're yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I found that to be most interesting because uh, we're thinking about, you know, we go, oh, what's wrong? I've got diarrhea, with um, ulcerative got I've got bloody stools, I've got stomach pain. They're, they all kind of make sense to me. And because we've got this immune aspect and this kind of like weird and wonderful jungle of the immune, which we still haven't quite got our heads around in terms of why we get all these weird extra symptoms, do you want to? Yeah,
0: let's just do it. I, I can start off saying you can get like this weird mouth ulcer with Crohn's disease. It starts with an a aphthous Afters, aphthous ulcers. ulcers, yeah. yeah, strange one. Um, yeah, uh, you can get like liver disease, fatty right? yeah. liver. Is, is that? I was going to go
1: for the low hanging fruit, which is achy joints, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Arth- arthritis. And arthritis. then um, I think with the liver, you're looking at that primary sclerosing cholangitis. For which one? For Crohn's, ulcerative colitis. Oh, it's a fifty fifty. Yeah, eighty percent draws ulcerative and okay. then okay. that's associated with hepatic um cholestasis yeah autoimmune uh, yeah. hepatitis yeah. yeah okay yeah
0: yeah um uh what's this word um pyoderma gangrenosum that's a skin le- skin lesion yep. yeah and there's also like erythema nodosum, nodosum as well which you can we see we did le- we had a line we on did. each one in foundations oh no i distract keep talking about extraintestinal. Yeah. okay to check. yeah um yeah uh extra intestinal. i think you can also develop Guillain-Barre syndrome or Guillain-Barre? Yeah, is it Guillain-Barre? Guillain-Barre. GBS. Julian Barr. guillain Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that. It must be a Frenchie or something. <laughs> um, yeah, or uh, is it hemolytic uremic syndrome? Yeah. As probably. well, And is that with um, ulcerative colitis potentially? Uh, one of them.
1: So all of these are just related to like autoimmune stuff, right? As yeah it's kind of like that weird basket of stuff that just happens which rheumatologists have found a niche to sort of describe <laughs> yeah. um which i i find interesting because sometimes we see these body systems as being uh individual and it's just nice to see something which when a patient comes in i've got diarrhea to go oh well that's why your shoulder's aching you go what yeah, yeah. That, that, that doesn't make any sense Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: yeah. So what are like the classic signs sim- signs and symptoms? You mentioned that it's like diarrhea with bloody stool. Is it also a bit pusy? Yeah, um, yeah, 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 from um, uh, UC. Yeah, ulcerative colitis. Yeah, uh,
2: diarrhea. I think all colitis can do like you same with infectious colitis. Like you get a white blood cells and red blood cells.
3: Yeah. yeah, right.
0: Is I think if you think back to how we how this is kind of happening, like inflammation, you have get more leaky tight junctions between cells so yeah. you've got your immune cells coming out into the mucosa potentially going then into the lumen as well mm. um yeah so that's what some of the targeted treatments of inflammatory bowel diseases stops those white blood cells being able to um what do we call extravate into the yeah. into the mucosa yeah. right um yeah so if we can kind of stop that then you kind of stop some of the inflammatory symptoms yes yeah, so that kind of makes sense why there's pus in the stool right yeah yeah um yeah so we can go we got Bloody diarrhea with pus potentially, Um, like we said, um, abdominal pains, um, all these kind of extravascular A lot uh, of eye stuff. Extra GIT Mm, stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, Arritis.
3: Conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis, yeah. Yeah. Do you get like abdominal pain? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Um,
1: Especially with Crohn's. Okay, mm. like markedly with Crohn's, I think. Yeah, is yeah. it
3: like a crampy pain or am I imagining things? Oh, I'm not sure. No. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. We can get it um, checked, but um,
0: yeah. yeah, definitely. Also, like weight loss, you'll get, mal-nutrition. get definitely malnutrition. Yeah. I had a friend who had Crohn's, um, she got diagnosed at like 21, oh, um, because wow. like her dad had it as well, so it's a familiar thing. So, luckily, they they'd seen the signs and symptoms before, so they kind of knew how to go through it. But yeah, she had a whole large bowel resection yeah. as well, so fully removed.
1: It's good to kind of connect through as well. Like in a perfect world, we'd like to think, oh, we've got inflammation and it's in the stomach. We can use like NSAIDs as being like topical. And then it's good to connect through to go, oh, I hang on a second. Is that going to cause more problems? And that's why we often, well, they generally don't use any anti inflammatories in that sense, you mentioned. And yeah, because it it seemed like such a great idea at the time. Yeah. (laughs) It took some NSAIDs down.
0: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. but what yep. about smoking? Smoking. Oh. <laughs> this yeah. is a weird cat one.
1: Cat meat pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean by cat meat pigeons? Well, the expression is if, um, uh, to put the cat amongst the pigeons means to cause an argument. Oh, right. Because okay. this is one of those hot topics, okay. isn't it? Whereby is it they
0: say that smoking is protective against ulcerative colitis. <laughs> no, no, the other one. Oh, is is oh, wait, no, 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 colitis, yeah. no yeah, right. you're right. You're so right. it increases the risk of crimes, but it's protective against ulcerative colitis. That's what they say. Yeah. Is it just because they die of other things first? That's right. Yeah, that's, that's what Mark says. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't
1: see there ever being a good reason where it would actually help. To yeah. be fair. Yeah. You're clutching at straws. I think you've got see rationale for smoking. Especially,
0: yeah, no, no positives to smoking. We know this. Um, yeah,
2: but what, what are the other key differences between oh, um, between ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease? I think, uh, we... I think we mentioned NOD2 for Crohn's, which is, <laughs> yeah. like, which is like 20% of the genetic. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's huge. That's, um, that's what's neat. the one for UC? The main um, ones that you see. No, nah, I've got nothing. HLA-DR2. DR2, okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah.
0: Very high-yield stuff. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a multi,
1: right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Crohn's has some other constitutional symptoms that were mentioned. Okay. Um, and uh, there's one of them which uh, surprised me. Um So one of them was fever. And I thought, oh, hmm. you know, your body's in an inflamed state, but you're not infected. It's just your body's response to the cytokines, yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, and then the other ones were weight loss. So weight loss, fever, um, growth retardation, and um, anal fissure or perianal disease. Yeah. Um, okay. wow. And I was thinking, if you had a patient present with that and they go, oh, I've lost weight, I've, I've, I've got fever. Like, in my mind, I'd be thinking, like, night sweats. Yeah. I'd be thinking lymphoma. It's very broad. Yeah, yeah it's it's so in, so broad. A lot of
2: infections. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I th- yeah. I guess one thing that might help you differentiate is that um, I think inflammatory bowel disease doesn't present when you're really old, right? Like, it can present oh, yeah, kind that's of, true. like, yeah. 20s, it, 30s. I 40s. think that's
0: if you get someone who's, like, 70 coming in with these symptoms... You, I think inflammatory bowel disease would be lower on it than the differential because yeah. something like that would have presented earlier. I think you're right, yeah. Um yeah, definitely. Um what could some potential complications be of Crohn's
2: disease or ulcerative colitis? I think Crohn's is the one where it's like strictures yeah, and um what, did, what did they adhesions. Fistulas. Fistulas adhesions, yeah. So Fistulas. Yes. Fistulas, yeah. Adhesions, yeah. What's yeah. the stricture? Um this is just thickening a little wall, like yeah. some obstructions. Is,
1: in it's, in it's not like it forms like a functional um uh, sphincter yeah. because you've got no. that thickening where you've got lots of fibrous build up and the smooth muscle now isn't working in that peristaltic manner right. so you've got this kind of like functional sphincter so you get things kind of block up and then you get that a bit of dilation, pre-toxic megacolon. Yeah, that potentially toxic. One to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So Where do you usually
2: see toxic megacolon? Though? On Instagram. Yeah, nice. On a transverse colon, is that a thing? Oh, no, I'm talking about <laughs> in C- oh. what clinical setting. Like C.
3: diff? Yes, yes. yes, after yeah. C. diff, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, a f- after you get um, pseudomembranous Yeah, pseudomembranous conitis, which yeah. can progress to this yeah, yeah, yeah. Toxic what even oil. is toxic mega one it's mean, just oh, when the bowel um what's the word distended. decompensates Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay yeah. and yeah, it, yeah. It,
1: it's distended yeah. yeah right yeah as well and, mega um <laughs> yeah and they are huge i mean they can rupture as well yeah yeah. yeah so then and you end up with peritonitis and
0: and well. exactly and what else if you're leaking fecal matter into your uh you know abdomen what else can you get Abscess, yep. sepsis, Se- yeah. can you
2: go septic yeah, right, right? Surely, so that's got yep. to be potential. Um, that would be pretty bad though. Yeah. Um, going back to the inflammation of the terminal ileum, mainly for Crohn's. Do you guys watch that lecture the other day? About right, the surgeon talking about appendicitis? Oh, so like, yeah. all right. So he had all right. It was inflammation, right? It, this is so interesting because it's atypical. Oh, because it's the surgical approach. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, it was appendicitis. He That's thought it was right, a classic yeah. case of appendicitis, right? He opened it up. It was, like, all, like, you know, all yellow and very, like, classic inflammation picture around the appendix terminal ileum. And, like, yeah, it looked really bad. He snipped it off. Patient um went away, um was okay for four weeks, but I had to come back because she felt the same stuff. And, like, the pathologist, the report came back in, and it was just, like, you know how in... um. Appendicitis, the inflammation starts from the mucosal layer and then moves outwards, right yeah,
3: yeah. because um, oh, it obstruction exactly because
2: of obstruction. obstruction, intraluminal pressure, yeah. bacterial overgrowth, all that, so it's like in from out, but the pathologist report said in the mucosal layer is fine, but it was the outside that was inflamed, yeah, yeah. so, so really the tough. doc the doc was just like that's strange, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was appendicitis <laughs> <I'm another donut. laughs> um, so like but then, so he like followed up, it was okay. She had to come back in. They redid it. Inflammation was from Crohn's. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, very, very that's
0: good. A, that's a good story. And it just goes to show, like, the fine line between all these GI conditions. And there's a lot of overlap in some of the symptoms you can get, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um,
1: so I think it also shows how good uh, histology is. Yeah. Uh, uh, up oh, until yeah, now, I've go. started gone, oh, another pink slide. <laughs> right? yeah. um, but I think there's a great um, um, sort of, look at how when we're dealing with patients to get that whole picture. Sometimes we have a, it's called um, a diagnostic waiting, where when we think we've got the right diagnosis, we stop looking for the right answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good thing. Yeah, I like that one. Because yeah. he, he was telling us all of his mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such a great way of doing things. Definitely, yeah. What well, better way to learn?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, anything else we should say with Crohn's disease and stuff? Um,
0: super low <laughs>
2: yield. Yeah, okay. I, what do you... I, Immunological tests. What kind of <laughs> antibodies do you see in Crohn's and UC? I'm just always. I'm always just gonna say anchor. Yes, yeah. but it's a specific type of anchor. I'm gonna say C again. It's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, I actually don't know if it's anchor C or anchor. What's that? I don't even know what that. What's other one? Um, C P P. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know, man. No, no, it's atypical anchor. So apparently, it's DNA oh, sensitive. I do seem to remember yeah. something like atypical anchor.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice. So, so what would we do with somebody like with? Ulcerative colitis, like how do we manage that? Like a patient like that, we had a farm lecture on that, yeah. yeah we did have a farm a...
0: lecture on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main one, yeah. Well, I guess you can use steroids potentially, yes. Yeah. Could, um, like prednisolone, it's like different classes. You can use
1: yeah. C- CSD, Mars or something,
0: yeah. Is it the um, like integrin
2: um antibodies? Um,
1: I think it was that immunoglobulin? Oh, uh, no, no.
2: Okay. no, 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 there was. So, like, the he split it up really nice, but yeah. he, like, did it at the end of the lecture. So, like, T S B so DMARDS, like, disease-modifying like, anti-rheumatic yes. drugs or something. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it, like DMARDS. That. And, like, you had targeted synthetic ones. So, TS, TS, DMARDS. You had biological DMARDS, which is your antibody, sorry, I forgot, yeah, yeah. And you had your or the
0: cs conventional synthetics it talks about
2: mice
3: quite a bit yeah it talks about mice so what are DMAs? um what do they do drug
2: it's just drug modifying anti-rheumatic drug no sorry disease disease modifying anti-rheumatic drugs so
3: are they trying to kind of target the mechanism of oh no it's just a
2: name for it's just a name for classification of different drug (laughs) classes they, they
3: all do different stuff well,
1: you have multiple drugs under each category okay right <laughs> okay that's all right <laughs> ridiculous we can also sort of look at um, surgical option yeah, um, yeah especially in both I suppose serious cases as well and when we referred to earlier about the risk of you know with that increased proliferation of cells mm. we've got the increased risk of um, um, adenomas and the increased risk of cancer so um, surgical resection colostomy and there's sort of lifelong implications there as well um mm. But one thing I've, I've noticed probably in the last five years is how, how much sort of um, medicine and uh, people have adapted to that. And it's become a much more socially accepted, to about thing, not a taboo like it used to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whenever I've, I, I did some colostomy work um, as a nurse and mm-hmm. um, there's some great education and the colostomy nurses are just the absolute bomb. They know everything, you know, and there's some great modification in terms of making sure, you know, the right stool... Uh, consistency comes out at the right point, depending on where that colostomy is. Yeah. Uh, we think about the function of that, um, um, depending on whether it's an ileostomy, if we have Crohn's, or if it's a colostomy, if we have ulcerative colitis, we're going to be losing you know, some absorption, we're going to lose some nutritional benefits. And um, one of the best things I, I saw w- w- with a nurse was a, a patient had a very short ileum, and so what would come out would be very watery chyme. Is that called short bowel syndrome?
3: Uh, no, no, sorry. It was
1: completely removed because of Ooh. Crohn's um, okay. itself. And so um, the patient had Crohn's Crohn's and um, carcinoma as well. So they had a lot taken out. And it was supposed to have been a lot less. But when the surgeon was in there, they realized, oh, no, we're going to take a lot more. So what he had was a very short length of bowel. So what came out was very watery chyme, And you can imagine it being very um, um, alkaline because of the pancreatic juices and stuff. So he had to eat... Um, it was uh, marshmallows <laughs> that's wow. just crazy and the marshmallows kind of makes it into this like cool toothpaste consistency yeah so yeah. it was less abrasive like around the actual stoma site and things like that so that, that was really cool so like just i was like inside knowledge on how how the um the um marshmallow wasn't digested through the through at that point it could still like bind together the kind to form yeah. form a fake that's stool awesome. if you like yeah but, so it is. Um, pretty sure that's short bowel
3: syndrome
1: yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short
0: bowel syndrome. Yeah. Refers to the malabsorption of food nutrients due to disease or surgical removal of parts of the small intestine. That's Better Health Better Health Vic. Vic. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's good referencing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, thats crazy. Yeah. Um. That marshmallow. That's an awesome fun fact to get. Yeah, yeah. Marshmallows. That's, that's great. Smash them. Smash the marshmallow. <laughs> and say that's awesome. Um. Yeah. Is that? Should we go to like? Yeah. Uh, Ischemic colitis. Yeah. 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 Right. Real quick. Um. Okay ischemia what does that mean
3: yeah uh, loss of blood supply to yeah loss of adequate blood supply i guess
1: yeah to go yeah that's, that's it yeah, so, no, that's yeah. good good yeah. so we got that difference between like um infarct yeah and yeah. ischemia do we want just, to just recap that one just it's kind of important in yeah. this Infark, one
0: infarct like tissue death due to ischemia. ischemia. That's it. So, yeah. so that's like Whereas that's ischemia is just like kind of obstruction, lack of blood supply. Yeah. yeah, so we
1: get those kind of like start of the cell injury process yeah. where you've got some starting to become injured and dying, but not complete, in fact. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um so Something blocks the blood vessel and then stops blood flow to a part of the doesn't intestine. doesn't have to be intraluminal. Yeah, it doesn't. It could also be like twisted or... Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, What is it called? Strangulation? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a hernia. That's yeah. a Yeah, yeah. So you got incarceration because
1: yeah. of a hernia. You've mm. got volvulus, intersusception, and adhesion. Yeah. That's most yeah. Right. common. Yeah. Valve obstructions, yeah. Yeah. Um, causing ischemia uh, so, uh, Am I right to say someone presenting with a
0: ischemic colitis would have like really severe abdominal pain, Whereas, like, but on palpation, it's more unremarkable findings, right. right? yeah. Yeah. So that's something to think about,
3: yeah. And I think it's just, like, a general pain was, um, I think, Josh Salem
1: saying, like Yeah, It's vague. just sort of a vague, I guess. Kind yeah, of not really localized, I mean. Yeah. 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 And if we look at that vitamin CDE. Yeah, surgical We, surface, we yeah. just added F on, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, one, no one mentioned <laughs> that. <to laughs> me. I was like, what? Yeah. There's an F? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, vascular, like, one of them, like, we've got both arterial, problem so we've got occlusion yeah. and then we've got venous occlusion and so we can have like like an embolism um sort of partially or fully occluding those areas um where's the most at risk place in the colon, yeah. colon? oh yeah i so, love this question uh, yeah. Turns take it away now. okay good. yeah yeah <laughs> good this question. is good it's a very nice when, when
2: it, yeah. anatomy <laughs> helps you understand <laughs> yeah. pathology it's yeah. uh, so there's like three places where you can get um like at most vulnerable in the colon to ischemia. One of them has a sp- has a special name. I'll look it up later. But um, the main one is the splenic flexure. So there is uh, Why is it more most vulnerable to um? Ischemia?
0: Well, it's
2: the the meeting of the
0: mid gut and hind gut, right? So yes. I think they call it a the watershed water area. Yeah. What is a watershed area? Dual blood supply, right? Yeah. I it
1: was when they could start swearing on TV after seven. <laughs> yeah, <you> <laughs> <were>. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: it. Um, yeah, dual blood supply. So there's kind of more chance of the blood vessels not anastomosing properly, right? Because there's also a dual nerve supply. Dual nerve supply. Watershed well. is technically
2: dual blood supply, okay, yeah. but like obviously yeah. it's mid gut, hind gut um, mm. transition. So because you have like nerves of two different nerve supplies. Um same around the same area you can get like um antagonizing like mess yeah. signal um di- yeah. messengers. So the differentiation go can go wrong and you don't get that anastomosis. Yeah. So yeah. so what do you call that big anastomosis in the colon? The, the marginal. marginal artery. Yeah. 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 Drummond. yeah.
1: Very nice. Oh that's yeah, yeah the um is is a bit of drummond like where the hepatic flexure is? So there's the goes all the way oh, across. It's like sorry. a parabola. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, in I think
2: it's either five or ten percent of people the marginal artery there is missing.
1: Yeah. And in a lot more people, it's tenuous, like it's yeah. not really well developed at I, that splenic flexure. I asked a question on where the one place is, and you said there's three. So I'm looking forward to the other two. <laughs> yeah. I only knew that one. Uh, I'll, <laughs> yeah. just, I'll find yeah. it. That's awesome. One cool. of them has a cool name. Yeah. yeah well, okay.
0: but I think that's an important point to mention as well. Is you have so many like anastomosis in your gut or mm. blood supply. So there's alternate ways blood can flow. Um, but yeah, in these um, people who are more at risk of this, um, you can imagine like an occlusion is more likely than to lead to ischemia. That's, yeah. that's um, uh, What What are some of the things then you can see if someone gets like an ischemic bowel? I think like you can see like a red, it looks like a reddish, if you were to dusky. look at it. Dusky. Yeah, that's what they seem to say all the time, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah it's a dusky Brownie black, and then when it becomes black, it's necrotic. Okay. Yeah. So you've got that dusky red, and that's when they can sort of see where the start and the stop of. Um, mm-hmm. The bit they need to resect, I suppose.
0: And then, yeah, obviously, if you get Hys- then, yeah, histologically, histologically, yeah, you get like necrosis that's as time uh, goes
1: on. And then you've got infiltration of, of um, like macrophages as well because mm. you've got those kind of signals of the cells as they're becoming ischemic to be like, ah, oh, help, I need oxygen, yeah, so like that's <laughs> running in there. Yeah, yeah. um, that's good. And some of the loss of architecture, I think they describe as well. Mm. So, I think yeah, for the uh, mucosal folds, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. longer term issues with uh, ischemia, which is associated with like hypotension. Often with things like um, dialysis, yes. which I've, I've seen in, especially in the in, with heart failure and heart failure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, that kind of like prolonged, um, l- you know, hypertension. I don't know what the sort of cutoff point would be to describe that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, low flow states.
2: Yeah. yeah. So um, splenic flexure, like yeah. I said, absent, tenuous here, and a lot of people, and absent in up to five percent. The cool, the one with the cool name is the rectosigmoid junction. It's this called sudex point. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah.
3: And that's yeah, oh, okay. it's distal oh. to
2: the last collateral collect connection with proximal arteries. Okay. Right. And then the right colon, generally, because the marginal artery there is poorly developed in 50% of um, people, and it's vulnerable in
1: systemic low-flow states. Right. So, yeah. That's basically most of the colon, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mean. wow. The whole right colon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The right, the middle bit, the bit at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah, so with the ischemic colitis, what, what can you see? You're
1: going to have diarrhea, right? You can have yep. severe abdominal pain. Could even have like um obstruction. Uh, yeah. So things not passing through the lumen. Depending on why we've got the ischemia, um, if you get perforation,
2: all yeah. that peritonitis stuff, yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, fever yep.
3: potentially as well, right? Sepsis, sepsis, all yeah. that stuff.
1: Is it, um, is it acute abdomen? Oh, well, that's when you have that sort of peritonitis. Uh, often, sorry, yeah, when you have perforation, you have got acute acute abdomen. Where we've got um, yeah, yeah.
3: Side. right so that's a complication of it
1: yeah it? right yeah so i think we i think there's probably a bit more on acute that we haven't covered yet i think there's yeah. probably a lecture two in the future that describe that better <laughs> than <better. laughs> i just did <laughs> so what if what if someone has like diarrheal symptoms
0: like and abdominal pains and cramps and stuff but on like endos- endoscopy it's completely normal just oh, like, tell them they're faking it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it. yeah. What, what is uh, what are you thinking about them? Could yeah. be psychosomatic, like potentially, stress, yeah. like uh, anxiety, yeah, yeah, potentially.
1: Yeah, so the the one you're looking for will be uh microscopic, colitis microscopic colitis yeah. with yeah. um, there's a two types, there's a collagenous, yeah, and a T lymphocytic associated, yeah, that's it, yep. something yeah, something like that, which yeah. was news to me. I've never heard of these conditions, it's, yeah, it's really good because my you know, um, tutor, um. She has a patient with
2: microscopic colitis, and she said, "Oh, lymphocytic colitis." Mm-hmm. I think, okay. and um, she said she'd never heard of it before that patient came yeah, in, but she does now. Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: lifelong
2: so, learning. So yeah, like
0: yeah. watery diarrhea, as in things like watery diarrhea, um, but completely years, normal yeah. ages, but completely normal to look at. Whereas then, when you look through the microscope, you'll see more lymphocytes, and you'll see, I think in the lamina propria more lymphocytes there, and just like, would That's you see small collagen?
1: Oh, and neutrophils as well, neutrophils. which wouldn't normally yeah. be there, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's probably good to, to mention just to, like, hijack a little bit of celiac disease. Yeah, I was about it. Yeah, that's yeah, a good... Yeah, good... just to say, like, like that patient may have, for example, abstained from gluten uh, to go, oh, I've, I've had diarrhea, and celiac disease has a reasonable reputation in the public, like, most people understand what it is, to a degree, um, and it also has its bearings in that overactive immune response to a pathogen that's not really a pathogen, and yeah. um, and so maybe it's easy to misdiagnose something like that. So the real key is getting that sort of biopsy and histopathology. Yeah, definitely.
0: Because you can develop microscopic colitis from things like NSAIDs. You can develop them from, like, non-bacterial antigens as well as, like, food stuff. It's just a lot of uh, random stuff that could trigger it. And, yeah, that's all we, But like, I really know about it. Going um, back to,
2: what was the one we did before? this?
3: Scheme. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What would you hear on auscultation? Okay. Oh, yeah. it's it's is this absent? Absent. You know? absent? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah produced it. absent. Yeah, that's that's absent. Yeah, because because yeah. less peristalsis because there's no blood supply. Yeah.
0: It's just a functional thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you call bowel sounds? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. it? Say it Bar- again. Barbaricmus.
1: Barbaricmus. Barbaricmus. Oh, wow. That's yeah. what a word. Hey, uh, barbarigmus. Just... I'm going to say it on the recording, so everyone can hear. Barbarigmus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's weird. They make weird names for everything. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Oh,
1: um, did you know? Yeah, go on. So I I, I googled Crohn's disease. I always like to know where the name comes from. Okay. So there's three fellows. It's not a Nazi, is it? No. I, th- I know there seems to be a lot of Nazis. They were good at medicine. <laughs> <laughs> you can say a lot about them, but they were good at medicine. Um, but uh, what was interesting is you've got, uh, there were three fellows that described it. Um, and one guy stuck out. So basically Crohn's is one that arguably did a little bit of the least amount of work. Okay. Another fellow did something else, and another fellow's last name was Oppenheimer. So, no! But, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I spent about nine hours trying to make sure they weren't related, and uh, I couldn't find any information, but pretty sure they are, so... Wow. <laughs> there's, no, there's no data on that. Unreal,
0: hey, Yeah, awesome. yeah so
1: there's three people that uh, described it, and, um, yeah, it just turned out Crohn's basically wrote the paper and just said, oh, it's
0: disease, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, you mentioned celiac disease before, and mm. we can quickly just cover celiac sure. disease just for fun. Um, yeah. So, celiac disease uh, is it called gluten-sensitive enteropathy? Yeah. 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 And um, what's the actual? Um, agent that causes the response. Gliadine? Yeah, is it it's good? It's a
2: thirty-three mea gliadin.
0: There you go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> how does that? How does that get formed? So Let's go pathogenesis of celiac disease real quick. Damn. So you've got the ingest gluten right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, transglutaminase gets a hold of it. And then it
1: makes it into like a
0: negative yeah. thing.
1: yeah what, the three thirty three that thing makes
2: it ne- neutral to negative okay but it's
1: supposed to be neutral is that right Normally um, is it- not supposed oh, okay, to you know like, it just
2: becomes um, okay is it gliadin or gliadin yeah, yeah yeah becomes negative yeah and um, that's
1: intracellular isn't it when yeah. that when that trans. Comes... i think it's a brush border inside yeah. oh okay yep. yeah okay
0: um yeah so that's in there then and it just stimulates il-15
2: 15. il-15 15. that's the only il i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IL 15. what does il-15 do
1: oh, just bad stuff yeah. Natu- natural
2: killer cells uh-huh. activates nk um, cytotoxic
1: t-cells
0: yes it loosens a tight so then we also
1: have um um like pumps Yes, through. that's right. There's like secondary the information thing yeah, that happens there. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Um so that combined with IL fifteen uh causes uh what kind of architectural changes? Yeah, there's one main one.
2: This? Philus atrophy. Philus atrophy. yeah. That's yeah. It. And like how would, what would a pathologist see?
1: Think um, about crypts as well. So okay. Much deeper crypts. Deeper crypts. So they call it like um hyperplastic crypts or something yeah hyperplasia hyperplasia yeah. Yeah, and then like loss of the villus height yeah. you know i was thinking exactly the right. other day is is
0: it hyperplastic crypts because that's like where your stem cells are so I think so yeah. less mm-hmm. less villi so that it's like kind of reactive making more cells to yep. try to yeah. that's what well, that's what i was thinking of if that helps
2: you remember then yes. yeah. yeah the normal ratio is like three to one in terms it. of depth, yeah, yeah. whereas it's not that in what is that noise <laughs> It oh, it's the tradies
0: next door. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, well, we'll uh, fix that, um, but it's all good. Ben, ben we'll no, try, you yeah, bend the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a job. Um, yeah, so, and you can get diarrheal symptoms from that as well, of course. Yeah. Like, yes, malabsorption, um, pain, cramping. maldigestion. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, we can just quickly say, if it's not celiac disease, but it's presenting with similar symptoms of celiac disease, what are some other things to keep on the differential? Oh, wow. Um, mm. Yeah, potentially <laughs> I guess. Um I'm I'm hinting towards um autoimmune entropy, oh, okay. potentially. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Autoimmune. Oh those those are young young yeah, kids. Young infants kids. Okay, and yeah. children, not yeah. really adults. Good point, good point. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um so well, somebody would um um I love how the Lecture said, "Oh, you know, if you stop taking any gluten for a month and your diarrhoea gets better, that's great. But then you need to start doing it again to make it. I don't think we do that anymore <laughs> for <laughs> the diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. For I it was good. So I've heard two looking... things.
2: Sorry. I've I've heard jejunal biopsy and I've heard duodenal biopsy oh. as well. And I think so. You should probably check that up. We've had both in lectures. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: And and they mentioned about the main thing is the it, there's also the antibody production, which was and the one was like." TTG? Anti
0: TTG. Yeah, yeah, anti transglutaminase. And you have just anti
2: GLAD and antibodies as well. And anti smooth muscle, endomycin or something.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are diagnostic tests if we can. Yeah, nice.
0: Um, Yeah, no, that's good. Celiac's pretty common so It's mm. yeah, a lot of people actually it's
2: like 1 to 3% of the population. Or yeah, well, maybe in my circles. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that is common as really yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess so. What is the malignancy associated with celiac disease? Oh. Um, this is a lymphoma isn't it? It's T- a... T-cell.
0: oh yeah. Yep. T-cell, T-cell lymphoma. T-cell lymphoma. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. it. <laughs> You're so close.
2: T-cell lymphoma. Um and a there's also a B-cell one. No, 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 so I mean, <laughs> enteropathy-associated T-cell oh, 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 EATL, oh, okay, The okay. specific one's E-A- right. EATL. Yeah, okay, enteropathy-associated
0: okay. T-cell cool. How is
3: that special? Is, is it uh, just it's just it's so associated, very, associated, associated with, with celiac disease. I guess you can
0: say because in the celiac disease pathogenesis,
1: you activate more the T lymphocytes, activate more, yeah. potentially could lead to lymphoma. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting just to know that like those natural killer cells, when they come in, for Some reason they start attacking the enterocytes, so though you actually have an enterocyte death because of that as well, so you yeah. end up with like like that direct killing. I think yeah. it's because IL 15 induces the expression of oh. like those
2: surface molecules oh. that I the T cells matrix, like, so. matrix
0: metalloprotease. Oh, no, that, that's that from a, the a, um neutrophils, yeah, that's yeah, the damage, yeah, okay. but like
2: there's also specific, yeah, like kill me,
0: yeah, like okay, kill yeah. me signals, yeah, okay, yeah. true, yeah, yeah, um. Cool. Should we talk about antibiotics and diarrhea? Oh, I yeah, might sure. well. yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, because we cause it a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing, mate. Oh, what do you call it? I, Iatrogenic. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, so a lot of antibiotics clears out your bacteria in your gut, and you can have this thing called dysbiosis. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. What's dysbiosis? Sure, define
3: dysbiosis. It's like an imbalance in the microbial environment in your gut. Causing well, disease. Pretty oh. much. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Uh, overgrowth of pathobion, yeah, what is bloom. It? Yeah, pathobion. Yeah, it? Bloom, yeah, pathobion, Bloom. Pathogen, what, Bloom. What's yeah. the, the classic one? You mentioned it before. C. diff. Yeah, yeah. Clostridium difficile? Yeah. Or difficile, or difficile, difficile? Difficile. Yeah, mm. okay. Yeah. Um. What, yeah, so is it any particular antibiotics that can predispose for C. diff? Or is it just broad spectrum? Broad, broad spectrum? spectrum, to the spectrum worst? Broad spectrum, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the ones that target the card, so like probably... Mm. Ones that get gram negatives,
1: yeah, 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 because yeah, they like things like, um, I've seen in especially with older patients because often in these conditions, we also associate, um, things like uh, uh, the dysbiome as being associated with things like altered immune status. So, right. you've got lots of, if you think about what we just discussed with regards to the immune system, lots of steroid use, mm. we think about old age. Yeah, we can think about um, uh, HIV as well. Uh, status, type um, one
2: diabetes mellitus. Yeah, yeah. What, what 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 happens to the? It does cause. They're they're all associated with dysbiosis, but what's the specific change in the mm-hmm. microbiota? It's in the <laughs> <I don't laughs> type one, Sorry, type two. Yeah, diabetes. all the, oh, everything you mentioned. Like, what is it? How does it affect the microbiota
1: because of the enteric nervous system?
2: on oh, it's oh, just um reduced diversity. Yeah, oh okay, yeah yeah. Yeah. Know, so so yeah. That that's the dysbiosis. Thing. Diversity yeah. is key.
1: And then we lose that kind of um uh, symbiosis yes. that relationship yeah. whereby they can uh pr- yeah you know, produce nutrients that we wouldn't be able to produce otherwise which yeah. which I found to be quite interesting cause Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um yeah. yeah so with uh Clostridium difficile what kind of signs and symptoms can you see well we know diarrhea we got all that stuff think, um, um Yellow diarrhea, right? It's
1: very oh, distinct right. smell. Yes. No, very bad it's smell. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Nice. Um. And yeah, you mentioned pseudomembranous colitis before. Yeah. What does that mean?
2: It's like a fibrino Chirlant necrotic exudate thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it can like bleed when it gets uh, slopped
0: right. off. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's
1: like um, we- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it weirdly almost protects it, becomes a part of that tissue, weirdly, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. So you can get blood in right, the stool then as well,
0: yeah. potentially, yeah. yeah. Um, do anyone know what antibiotic you can use to, to treat C. Oh, oh, wow, yeah. I've got one in my head that oh. I think
1: will oh. work. When in doubt, vancomycin. That's what I was going oh. to say. <laughs> I was going to say meropenem <laughs> for the same reason. Nice. No, I was oh. going to say vancomycin. Yeah. Because um, um, on this subject, like a lot of these issues, also can be associated with things like graft versus host disease. Yeah. Because true. we're looking at that sort of um, inappropriate immune response in a lot of these situations, either etiologically or um, um, as part of the pathophysiology. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, there's a particular drug that could predispose to graft-based host, host disease that was mentioned in the lecture, right? Is this is uh, to do with
2: uh, cytokine people. So I think, what was
0: it, like ipilimumab or something? Ip- oh, ipilimumab. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, ipilimumab. Yeah, however you say oh, yeah, that. Oh, we learned that. Yeah, back in the day. Oh, is
2: it PDL one or something? Oh, oh CTLA-4, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. CTLA-4, <laughs> C-TLA4. Oh, yeah. CTLA-4 is in the Yeah, oh, yeah, it. It. yeah. Oh, damn it. No, that's good. Um, I need to do huh? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, and we can quickly go over um, diverticular disease as well oh, if, right, we so not, if we want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, the terms, do the terms. Yeah. Okay. So, what is and
3: what's a diverticulum? It's like an outpouching of the colon, kind yeah. of. Yeah. yeah what's yeah. The, what's yeah. the
0: difference between a pseudo diverticulum and a diverticulum? Because. Yeah
1: you Haven't got all of the membranes of that lumen being pushed out into a pouch, you're only out pouching some of it, and it pokes through the, for example, smooth muscle. So, all the serosa, s- 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 oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's not a true yeah. full pouch, it's not the full, full that's right, wall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, as I understand it, a pseudo diverticulum is mucosa and submucosa pouching out, whereas a diverticulum is more than that, including out. the smooth right. muscle.
2: Like so, it's yeah. kind of like, yeah. um, when we learn about aneurysms, it's kind of it. like, uh, yeah. what do you
3: call the one? Oh,
2: like. It's still S- contained S- by S- the overline.
3: So, is it, it sacular? No, no, no.
2: Oh. It, it's like still contained by the superficial, like fascia. Oh. You know, but though it's pulsating. It's not like a an, uh, true aneurysm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: like Isn't it a hematoma? Hematoma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, anyway. So, yeah, pseudodiverticulum, diverticulum. And then you've got like, yeah, diverticulosis. Diverticulosis. Yeah. More than one. It's yeah. a disease. Cool. Yeah. And I mean, more... what
2: predisposes that? Uh, low fiber diets, I think, mean western, yeah, western yeah. styles, yeah, diet, like yeah. So, yeah. the disease of plenty. It's like 25% of people end up getting, it, so yeah. yeah, really common. Make sure you
1: have a poo every day,
0: yeah, yeah. like yeah. pooing yeah. every day is a normal thing, definitely, 100%. Um, um, um uh, yeah, and then you got diverticulitis, mm, which is inflammation, yeah, yep, inflammation, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. and then diverticular disease symptoms it's associated with
1: diverticulum right so, yeah. yep so it's that flare up of that diverticulitis mm-hmm. and it's often multiple yeah. diverticulum that have become inflamed yeah and so you end up with um then systemic effects because you'll have difficulty you know um passing feces as well pain sometimes uh, blood associated because you've got this kind of like inflammatory yeah yeah
0: so why would a bunch of diverticulum be bad so like yeah what, what can happen to a diverticulum just in general.
1: Well, it increases the surface area to start off with, um, and so therefore you can end up with catching like feces in exactly, there. Yeah. So you've got these little pouches to hold feces, which sh- should have moved through a long time ago. So you end up again with that dysbiota. Yeah. It uh, can happen there as well. Exactly. Like trauma. Feces stuck
0: in there. Scrape. It yeah, yeah potential risk of f- things like fistulas. You when fistulas. Fistula. Yeah, nice. Yeah, um, yeah feces getting stuck in there, uh, which then. Probably won't be good after a long period of time, right? Mm. I can just imagine all the water being sucked out of it, becoming really hard. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, how Um, would we diagnose that? Yeah, how how would you diagnose? Uh, Tell Yeah, 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 yeah. imaging, yeah, imaging, X-rays, X-rays, barium enemas, really common. Yeah, right. Um, Um, Have
2: you? I've heard people say it feels terrible a barium barium enema like it feels like the guts are going to explode yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I, i'm not sure how many people do it for fun uh, <laughs> no, i mean i'm sure somebody would you know i'm not judging no kink shaming here yeah yeah, yeah um yeah. but yeah no it's because they they also rotate you around on the table because if you imagine where oh this is a good one where do they diverticular outpouch from
0: like what particular part yeah so
1: if you were to do a cross-section of the lumen is,
0: is oh really? very good. Yeah, very yeah. good question. It's um like your it's like anti mesenteric tinea. Oh, that, <laughs> oh right. well, well done there. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's, so it's okay, yeah, so what is it? It's like between the tenia coli. Between, between the tenia coli. Yeah. Between That's the tenia right. coli. On both sides. That's so right. it's like you can get two rows of two. So it's yeah. like four. Oh, yeah. 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 wow. It's because diverticulum form at points where of weakness where That's you have it, like right? blood vessels yeah. and nerves So it's going not through. the tinea coli. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it. So it's
1: like a, like a hernia almost inside that pouch, yeah. like yeah. it just yeah. it balloons in. out, yeah. yeah. So once you put that barium enema in, if you imagine if someone's lying on their back, they're only going to be able to see one aspect of that bowel because the uh, barium will actually sit to the lowest point in gravity. And then, if you take an x ray and you rotate them 90 degrees so they're then laying on their side and take another x ray, mm-hmm. you'll then be able to see the, pa- the out pouches that you couldn't see when they were lying on their back.
2: Yeah. Well, and like, and you like you move them, them around, like, around so it gets to
1: other parts of the colon yeah, as well, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, there's a lot of, like, you know, you can't eat for a period of time before and you've got to take a bowel preparation as well where you swallow it to make sure it's. Yeah. And, and I drink a lot a of water afterwards a, yeah, as well to get of rid stuff. of it. Yeah. 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 Is it worth it at that point? Or? Yeah. Well, it. I mean, that's a good question. Uh, it all depends on uh, patient risks, symptoms, age. Um, you know, I think we've had some good discussions regarding the um NGO uh, um adenocarcinoma Um so for example, screening somebody that's a hundred years old probably isn't a high yield because you're not going to be able to do much about it. But um being able to assess the level of outpouching and whether there's risk of something like peritonitis in a fifty year old person, then it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'll just quickly touch on how the diverticulum can form real quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So low-fibre diets, um, decreased volume of your stools, right? Oh, yeah. So more like segmentation happens yeah. on like peristalsis and all that chewing up. Increased um, intraluminal yeah, pressure. that's it. Yeah. Increased intraluminal pressure, which then can help push it through those points of weakness. Um, and then some complications you can get from that. You can get like bleeding, diverticular disease. Yeah, yeah. or you, a lot of people are just
3: asymptomatic
0: yeah yep. yeah that's pretty much it Brilliant. um anything else with the diverticulitis or any of that jazz i think that's that's covered a lot yeah yeah no it's great um yeah any any closing remarks boys thank you for having me yeah no, no Mike, thank, thank you for thank joining you for yeah, uh, yeah welcome back anytime i uh, love your stories <laughs> um, what's your plans for the rest of the
1: day I am gonna drive
0: home and
1: then make tea.
0: All the way, all the way back. To, all the way back to Bunbury. All the way back to Little old Bunbury. Little He's 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 come up all the way just for this. That's, uh, yeah, that's a yeah. No, appreciate. Vegas like for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, we'll see you guys on the next one. Say so yeah. goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. That's Bye. It.
3: Sweet.